My Journey with Cancer. I've discovered a golden truth that from the start I was in your heart. A revelation that changed my world that from round one I am God's son. To be sure, in my mind, just who I am brings such peace. Such joy In my heart, in my soul This means everything I'm a man on a mission I'm God's envoy For now I cancer sufferer. I'm a human being with cancer. It's my belief that God has called me to be frank and open about my cancer and my journey, whether it be long or short, to tell the world what it's like to have cancer and to walk that journey and to share with anyone who will listen what God can do so that you can see what cancer treatment is like. For many of us, it's a mystery and it's a frightening thing, but it isn't. It doesn't have to be. And if you listen to my journey, it might give you hope in yours. Pops, yeah, we'd love to come on the journey with you. Amen. Hi, this is Wendy Daniels. We're in sunny Doncaster. The weather's been windy, cold and wet this weekend. Hello, my name is John Cheek, and with me today is the daughter of John Daniels, Wendy. And Wendy Daniels, your dad, is living with cancer. Wendy, when you first knew, do you remember what it was like? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember how it felt when you first heard the news? It was a bit of a shock. Just sort of that bit of a minute when they tell you that it's happening and you're like, okay, don't really know what to say about it quite now because you've got to obviously have time to process it. So head's a bit of a shed to start with. So yeah, it's a little bit difficult. And then you're like, okay, so what does that mean? What happens now? What are the doctors saying? I think it's more that sort of side that I went down first off. It's like, so what happens? Did have a couple of moments. I remember very early on, I was actually driving Simon home when he worked to Capita, so it's got to be like very early. And uh, we were just talking about the whole situation in the car on the way back. And I just turned around and said to him, oh my gosh, I really hope I haven't moved back here just to watch my dad die of cancer. And then it, that was kind of the moment that it really struck me. I was like, okay, that's a possibility. That was the first time I'd sort of ever entertained the possibility of something like that happening. Whereas before you've, like I say, a lot of it been going through treatments and obviously you look things up online and try and find out what sort of prognosis you think, listen to what people have said at doctor's appointments and things like that. But that was the first time I probably acknowledged where it could eventually end up and I was like, right, well, I'm not thinking about that bit. So those up until recently, that's kind of been at the back of my mind more than anything. But yes, it was quite difficult initially. What's it like? Is it like an awful, frightening feeling? They can't be talking about my dad. 
That's really hard to answer, actually, because at first you're a little bit divorced from it because you've heard people talk about it being their family members and you hear people talking about their experiences with cancer. I mean, I've listened to things on the radio and that before where people have done a similar sort of thing and you think, oh gosh, I wonder what it feel like to be me, but I don't think anything quite prepares you for the experience. And I, I don't know, I find it really hard to describe the feeling. It's not really something I can put into words. I remember how I lost my mother to ovarian cancer. It was 12 years ago now. And at first, for me, when we heard the news that she had been diagnosed with it, for me it was a case of, they must be talking about somebody else. But what followed then for me in the weeks that followed was a real feeling of helplessness. That I wasn't able to do anything for my parent, for my loved one. Or so I thought. There was nothing I could do. And it was the feeling of powerlessness, helplessness, which was so awful, so debilitating. There is a feeling like that. Because no matter what you want, it doesn't work like that, as you well know. You can't have any impact on your loved one's well-being in the kind of medical sense. But the other side of that, with something like this, you know that there's something wrong and you can help in other ways. So it's not, you're not completely helpless, I don't think. I might not be able to do anything about a cancer as such, but you can be there as a support for somebody who's going through that. Even if it's just making the most of time you've got together, not because of any reason that it might end up terminal even it's just taking people's mind off it it's like you're going through chemo it's rubbish but if you've got something to look forward to at the end of it it's like so I know I'm going to be bad at this period and for these few days I'm going to feel rubbish but in a week's time actually I'll feel all right and oh Wendy's coming over and we're going to go out in the garage and we're going to go and build a bench and we're going to do things together so it gives you I would imagine something to look forward to so in that way I can be helpful so you're not completely and utterly helpless but it's not a nice feeling to not be able to help somebody. If somebody was sick and had a cold, I can go buy some cold medicine, I'm going to get better. This, I can't really do anything in the same way. That's right, because you, Wendy, none of us are able to administer chemotherapy or radiotherapy, but there are other ways you can help. It's interesting that you said they're making the most of every moment. Your senses are really sharpened with something like this. With cancer in the family, you realise just how much you take many things in life for granted. And certainly for me, I realised just how important every second of every day was. And have you found in the last three to four years that you've really made a point of trying to treasure every second together? I don't think you'd necessarily consciously want to pick the moments and say, I'm going to make the most of this, I'm going to make the most of this. But I think you just have to enjoy the time that you spend together and not necessarily be worrying about things like treatments and things like that. It's, it's taking those moments that you do actually have fun and you enjoy together and going out to dinners and watching my nephew just getting covered in food because he's oh, hungry. Yeah going out with a family and enjoying those moments and treasuring those moments because I'm going to have those memories forever. So if I can keep those, but I don't think you necessarily want to go out and be like, oh, I've got to go make special memories because that's kind of admitting that treatments aren't going to work. Whereas I tended to want to try and be thinking, right, so there's chemotherapy, so we'll, we'll do chemotherapy and then hopefully that'll work. And then, oh, we're not doing that. Right, we're doing radiotherapy. Oh, that'll probably work. 
because I don't want to go down the this might end up terminal route so I'm going to make all the memories that I want to have now I don't think there's a sort of conscious process of doing that Thank you, Wendy. In the three or four years since the news was first broken, how have you observed the process of treatment and of care? And for anybody who perhaps might be only just now being diagnosed or have a loved one who's just been diagnosed, would you have any suggestions or advice to them about the process of care? I'm not sure I can really answer that. Care and treatment is going to be a very personal thing to people, depending on what type of cancer they have, how it's going to be. So I don't think that's really something I can answer. Well, that's very honest. I suppose it's a case of just take whichever advice you're given. And if certain treatments don't work, always be prepared to try another approach. Yeah, I think you've got to try and I think you've got to listen to recommendations, obviously, because medical professionals do this as a living. They know a lot about it. So I think being guided by what they can do is probably the best option. I think just be supportive for people going through the process because the care that they're going to receive and the treatments that they're going to have, like I say, it'll be individual things like side effects are going to be individual so i think it's just trying to be there for your loved ones as much as you can is what you can do for them wendy in the case of my mother many years ago now her diagnosis prognosis really was a bombshell and for her it did seem like the end of the world or it did seem like a death sentence to her and for such an extrovert person her confidence was completely destroyed in your own experience does such news such prognosis have to be the end of the world or is it possible you can remain positive um i think you have to try and remain positive i think if you got a diagnosis and just went well that's it then and just sort of focused on the negative side of it i don't think you're kind of giving yourself a chance i think you have to try and go for it and do the treatments and just try and grab for every little bit of positivity you can it's like even just little bits of good news it's good news take it be happy about the good news and try and keep that positivity going because I think with something like cancer and the fact it is such a long haul at times if you lose that positivity you could lose that momentum in your treatments because I imagine even from this sort of side trying to keep positive attitude towards everything (sighs) I think you just have to try because it's as much about what goes off in your mind as is what is going off in your body. Wendy Daniels, you've had to face some very tough questions about your dad, about a man that you love very much, and you have answered very honestly and very courageously at such a difficult time, and we are so grateful for your candour, for your honesty. Wendy Daniels, thank you very much. Thank you. If you're looking for company Somewhere for tea and some sympathy a place of peace and tranquility It's the Carpenter's Arms A place to go if you're all alone A place that feels like a home from home You need never feel on your own The Carpenter's Arms You need never be alone. 
same place on the dial at the same time.